no longer bound, no more chain holding me. My soul is resting. Oh, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm free. Oh, I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No more chain holding me. My soul is resting. Oh, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm free. I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. I'm no longer bound. No more chain holding me. My soul is rest. Hallelujah. It's just a blessing. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. He condemned it. Oh, I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chain holding me. My soul is resting. High glory. Oh, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. How many of you know you're free tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm free. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I am free. You say, I come to set the captive free. Those that were in bondage. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That we can praise him. Hallelujah. We can offer up our lips. The sacrifice of praise. When my body might not feel like it, but on the inside, the praise begins to rise up. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have come to free the captive that was in bondage. But you come to set the captive free. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but Jesus can make us holy. Make us true in our hearts. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk in victory. That we can say victory is mine. Hallelujah. Regardless of what's going on in our lives, that we can walk in victory. Because of, because of who you are, Lord, we come giving you the praise. We come honoring your name. Woo. We come exhorting you. We lift you up. And we magnify your name. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Huh? Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha! Huh? Glory. Lord, I thank you. I don't know about you, but he's already here. He is already here. Oh, can't you feel his presence? He is. Oh, all you have to do is open up your heart. The Lord, he's already here. I know he's I know he's Oh, can't you feel his presence? He is. Ah. Oh, all you have to do is open up your heart. The Lord, he's already here. I know he's. Ah. I know he's. Oh, can't you feel his presence? He is. Oh, all you have to do is open up your heart. The Lord, he's already here. I know he's. I know he's. Oh, can't you feel his presence? He is. Oh, all you have to do is open up your heart. The Lord, he's already here. I know he's. I know he's. Oh, can't you feel his presence? He is. Oh, all you have to do is open up your heart. The Lord, he is already here. 
Oh, glory. I thank God he is already, he, if you brought him with you, he's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. He said, I be in you, a well of water. Spring it up. Huh? Hallelujah. He's already, he said, I'd never leave you. I'd never forsake you. But I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. And stand on the promises of God. If he spoke it, he's more than enough to bring it to pass. Lord, I thank you. I don't know what you come to do, but I come to exalt his name. I come to lift him up. I come to exalt him and praise him, to magnify his name. Hallelujah. Bob said, great is he that's in us, and he that's in the world. Hallelujah. The world system. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. They don't know what's going on, but we know because of the word of God. Hallelujah. We can stand on the word of God because we know everything else is going down. But God's word was staying in the midst of it all. Bob said, through it all. I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever you came in here with, you don't have to carry it out. You can be set free. How he come to set the captive free. What have they been weighing you down? Hallelujah. What the devil been playing with your mind? You don't have to leave the same way you came. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can, oh, he wants you to give him. He's looking for somebody that will give him their all. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. And Lord, we exhort you. Hallelujah. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus can make us holy, true in our hearts. Lord, I thank you. So we just want to thank God. You can be seated. Last week we talked on put on the whole man. Put him on. Hallelujah. Put him on. See, we got to wear him. Wear the word of God. Where we go. We got to have Jesus in our hearts. That's why we got to get that word in our heart. David said that word that I had. Well, I got to hide those things from the enemy because he wanted to steal. That word that I had in my heart that I may not sin against God. See, when, when, when the word comes forth, when the enemy tries to get you to stray, to stray away from God, but then he'll pop up the word. Hallelujah. You say, oh, Lord, I thank you for the word. Hallelujah. If it had not been, for you on my side, the enemy would have swallowed me up a long time ago. But thank God for your word. Your word is life. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. They give us freedom. They give us life. Abundant, not just regular life, but abundant life. More abundantly. And we just want to thank God for the life. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your grace is sufficient. Take us through every test, every trial, every temptation. Thank God for our bishop tonight. Thank God, hallelujah, for each and every one of you here tonight. Glory to God. God is doing great things in his life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we just want to thank God because can't nobody do it but Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the one that's keeping us alive. Hallelujah. He's the one that's keeping our mind stayed on him. As we keep our mind on him, he's keeping us in perfect peace. Not just peace, but perfect peace. Why? Because we trust in him. And we just want to thank God for what he's doing. But we're going to talk on the subject tonight because we talked last week on putting on the man. Now we got to, because we put on Jesus Christ, make no provision for the flesh. We can't make no provision for our flesh. Our flesh wants a lot of things. Let me, I want you all to hear me tonight. Because some of you are going to need this before this week is over. Our flesh is calling for a lot of things. But we got to see what the word of God said about our situation. See, we got to look in the word of God because the time that we're living in right now, the enemy wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy. He's on seven. 24-7. He's on his job all day. We got to stay on our job. We got to keep this word hidden in our hearts. It can't just be read the Bible and then you forgive what you read after you get finished reading. Put him on. Wear him. Whole arm of God. Keep, it, keep on the whole arm of God. So when the enemy come against you like a flood, the spirit of God will lift up a standard. So we got to keep him on all the time. So we just want to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just open up tonight. And allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Because God's going to talk to you. And it's up to you to listen and obey. So I'm saying trust and obey. But there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We're going to talk on a very, very familiar scripture. We're going to turn our Bibles to James. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We're going to talk about these tests. Anybody I know right now, is in, if you ain't in one, you get ready, you coming out, are you going in, or are you in it? You're somewhere along the line there. 
Either you're in it, you come in out, or you get ready to go in. You're one or the other. Because it's always going to be this way until Jesus comes. You're not going to get away from it. Because God is purifying hearts. The enemy don't care how much we run up that aisle. I want you to understand. He don't mind how much we testify as long as we don't live it. He don't mind how much we read the word of God as long as we don't do what the word of God says. He don't care. He said back. But when the enemy gets scared, when you start obeying the word. He's not afraid as long as you can read the word. And you can read from Genesis to Revelation. He don't care. But when you begin to realize that and say, like uh, uh, Paul said, the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's when the enemy gets scared. He's not afraid of us because he's on his job. We got to get on out. So that's what the devil, he, he don't care how much we sing, how much we praise, how much I'm up here teaching you the word. But if I don't live this word, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's why it's very important. When we read the word of God, we are held responsible. When the word of God comes forth, we are held responsible to obey the word of God. So it's very important that we hide that word, hide it in your heart. It's too much going on right now. Everywhere you look at stuff going on all around you. On social media, there's lying spirits of the enemy. Facebook, lying spirits of the enemy. People just saying this and saying that. They don't even know what they're talking about. And if we are Christian, if we don't get into the word of God, we'll fall in line with what they're saying. And we believe what they're saying. And we begin to act on what they're saying. They are telling things that it's a lot of things that people, a lot of Christians don't even know what's going on. I was talking to somebody the other day. They really don't even know what's going on. They don't even understand what's going on. I was telling them some things that's going on and stuff. I believe that something's going to happen this year. I really do. I, I feel it in my spirit. I don't know what all going to happen. But something's getting ready to break loose here. I was just telling the pastor tonight, I said, another thing we got to look out for, too, all these immigrants that's coming in here. It could be that they might try to get the church to let them stay in the church or come in the church and be a part of it. What's going on? I don't know if anybody else that could just come to me. I didn't say God said it. It would come to me. They come in. You can't get them out because you ain't got nowhere to stay. You stuck. So it's very important that we continue to pray that God's perfect will be done. We want souls to be saved and all that. But we don't want nobody. We can ready to leave and close out every day. We can't get nobody out of here. So it's very important. It's a like one on. So if you're not praying, you're not going to see it. But if you're praying, you can see where the enemy, the plants of the enemy, how he works. So it's very important. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight. Um, James 1 and 2. <coughs> now, we're going to go through some things, y'all. Don't think y'all going to live here in Daniel and all the rest of them had to go through. Don't think you're not going to go through nothing. I wonder why a lot of people think that they get upset when they got to go through the tests. But God has a purpose. Why he got you in this test? Well, he got you in a test for a purpose. And you're going to be glad about it when you make it to heaven. That you, ended, that you went through the test. That you didn't let the enemy defeat you. All right, let's see where we're at. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you're going to be excited. When you see Jesus, you're going to say, it's it worth it all. It was worth it all, the test that you've gone through. It's worth it all. Amen. All right, James 1 and 2. Amen. I wanted you to know one thing. Being a Christian does not exempt you from having to go through tests. Amen. A lot of people might say, just because I'm a Christian, I don't have to go through nothing. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Being a Christian, you're going to go through more. Because the devil know you know too much. Mm. And if he know you know too much, he's going to try to take you out if he can. And that's why it's very important that you stand on this word of God. So he can't take you out. Because his job is to, do, to defeat you in every area. Whether it's on your job, whether it's in your home, whether it's in the, in the ministry, wherever. If he can defeat you, if he can defeat you and take you down and make you get your eyes on yourself instead of getting your eyes on Jesus. And allowing Jesus to do the work that he wants to do in each and every one of us. He has a job for every one of us. He has to work for us. So it does not exempt us. So we're going to read James 1 and 2. 
So there's going to be some difficult times in our lives, and God going to see, do you really, really, you keep on telling me you love me. You Have you ever been in a relationship with somebody, and they're telling you all the time how much they love you, da, 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 da. And after a while, you know what I'm saying? When something happens big, uh, they see something, boom, they're gone. That's the way Christians do sometimes. They backslide from God. That's what they do sometimes. They tell God, oh, Lord, I love you. Tears run down. I love you, Jesus. You're my all in all. Soon the test come. They ready to give up. Throw in the towel. That's the time to go through. That's the time God said, do you really love me? Peter, do you really love me? Peter? Yeah, only asked three times. Do you love me? And he's saying the same thing to us. Do you really love me? You love me? Feed my sheep. Do what I told you to do. You love me? Do what I, huh. Do what I told you to do. How do I know what he told me to do if I don't get into the word of God? I never know what he told me to do. But when I get into the word of God, I realize what he told me to do. Being a Christian does not exempt us. I don't care how much I come in here and preach the word of God. I don't care if I come in here and run up and down the aisle hallelujah, praising God. But when the test come, God said, that's where I find it. Do you love me? That's when I know if you love me or not. Nobody knows until the test comes. You don't even know yourself how strong you are until the test comes. Read that second verse there. James. James 1. James, James 1 and 2. James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Refers not so much to the allurement of sin as it does testing and trials. Verse all this too? Yes. Don't read the right now. Oh. Okay. John 15. Look at John 15 and 20. Hold on to this because we come back. John 15 and 20. St. John 15 and 20. Now he just got finished saying, my brother, count it all. Count it all. It didn't say it was joy. No test is joyful. But we count it all joy. Knowing this. That's why we count it joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various, all kinds of tests and trials. You look at it as joy. What John 15 and 20 said. See, we got to understand what the word of God said, but so we won't get so upset. When these tests and trials hit us left and right, whether it's on the job, wherever you are, or you can be driving your car and somebody running to you or anything, we won't get too upset. What did John 15 20 say? John 15 20, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. You see what he's saying here? We're not above Jesus. Jesus went through some tests and trials. But why did he go through it? Because he understood his purpose. When we understand our purpose, why we are here, we're not just here just to, just to exist. We are here for a purpose. God has every one of us here for a purpose. And we have to understand what our purpose is. How do we understand what our purpose is when we get to read the word of God? Read that John 15, 20 again. Remember the word that I said unto you. Remember what? The word. That means we got, how are you going to know what, the, what he said if you don't get into this word? Remember the word that I said unto you. Go ahead. The servant is not greater than his Lord. We are not greater than Jesus. Mm. Come on. If they have persecuted me. They talked about him and did all kind of things to hurt him. Come on. They will also persecute you. They're going to do the same to you and going to be worse. Read 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Very important that we understand why I'm in what I'm in. If we don't, we'll give up. Mm. Throw in the towel. Second mm. Timothy 3 and 12. 2 Timothy 3, 12. Yes, and all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Wait a minute here. What did you say? All that do what? Live godly. Now we got to check ourselves. I said, am I living godly? Mm. Am I living godly for Christ? If you ain't living God, the devil already got you, so he ain't got to mess with you. But all them that live godly in Christ Jesus going to suffer what? Persecution. Persecution. Nobody's except Titus don't have nothing to do with it. 
Nobody's exempt. All that live godly, all that live according to the word of God, all that's having a relationship with Jesus and living for God, all that live godly is going to suffer. Oh, people don't want to suffer. They want to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Ooh, I just can't wait for Jesus to come back. I'm going to heaven. But they don't want to suffer. But Paul said, I want to also understand in his suffering. That I may know him and know him in the evening in his suffering. We want to know him as for the power and the anointing and all this, but what about the suffering? What about the time that I got to go through something? What about the time when he said, I'm calling you out? It's time for you to go through this like he did, Job. Have you considered my servant, Job? Upright man. Somebody going to the building, probably, I would look at. Somebody who reading their Bible. Somebody who loved their children. Somebody who doing all these things and paying their tithes and offering and things like that. But God said, invited the devils to Job. Have you, an upright man, have you considered him? The devil's all right. Okay. You're too good to him. You're giving him everything he wants. That's why. That's why he's serving you. But if you move them things from him, see if he really loves you, show sure enough. Same thing God is saying to us. Do we really love God, show sure enough? We don't know until the test comes, do we really love God? When we really love God, we do it his way. 1 Peter 6, 1 Peter 1 and 6. Lord, I thank you. Mm-hmm. See, you don't even know yourself. Everybody can praise God with everything going good. Mm. Who can't? <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Let that pain hit you. Hallelujah. Can you say, ooh, ooh, what, what, what's going on here? Lose your job, get a pink slip. Ooh, why did it happen to me? Mm. Everybody can pray when everything's going good. Mm. But we don't realize where we are until what kind of strength we have until the test comes. Mm. And it's coming to show us we are living today. It's coming. Because we've got to be tested. Just like gold and stuff and diamonds and stuff have to be tested. Ain't nobody going to go in the store and spend no thousand, thousand dollars for those diamond rings and diamond watches and stuff like that except it's been tested. Mm. Uh, Who's going to spend that kind of money for it? It got to be tested to see if it's real. We got to be tested to see if we're real or we just using God for fishing and loaf. Yes. All right, let's say one, First Peter 1, 6, say what? First Peter 1 and 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. What it say? What? And does you greatly do what? Rejoice. Though now for a little while. You rejoice for a little while, but when the test comes, but if what for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, mm. disaster, things that happen in your life. Mm. Everybody can praise God and everything going good. What about the seventh verse? What does it say? That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, mm-hmm. though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our attitudes and trials. We got our attitude and trial must be, Lord, I thank you. We're not thanking him for the test, but we are thanking him because we know the outcome. Mm. That's why you can count it all joy. So your faith, that's a genuine of your faith. Your faith being much more precious than gold. Our faith in God is much more precious than gold. You know, gold I got on my ring on my finger. It's much more precious. It's tested by what? Fire. The goal is tested by fire to make sure it get all the drawers of it, all the stuff off it that don't need to be on it. Mm-hmm. Must be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We must be tested and try it. So when Jesus comes back, we are ready to go back with him. Yes. So our attitude and try is to count it all joy, not an emotion reaction. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No, not an emotion, but coming from your heart mm-hmm. because of the word of God. Yes. So from God's perspective, viewing trial as a moral and spiritual growth, when we go through our tests and trials, we have to realize that God is taking us to another level because we are learning. Mm. It's learning. You're growing as you go through. But if we don't go through, we can't grow. Yes. You only grow as you go through your tests and trials. Yes. That's why your growth comes from. That's why you find that. That's why you find some people growing, some people saved for a long time, but they ain't growing. Mm. Soon the test hit them, they give up. Mm. Backslide. So what do we have? So the test and trials come to show us where we are 
and where we got to go. That's what the test and trial is for, to show us where we are, where we got to go. So our attitude and trials is what? It's a candidate or joy. This is not of emotion reaction, but from God's perspective, God's looking at it. Then we look at it the way God looked at it. Viewing trials, what? As a spiritual growth. We view trials. When these trials come, we say, oh, oh God, take me to another level. Oh, oh I wonder what he's going to use me for now. How many feel that way? Uh, oh, I can't understand. Why he keeps letting this happen to poor little me? But he, we allow him to take us to another level. Growth. That's where the trials come to help you to grow. If you go through it the right way. But if you don't go through it the right way, you can't grow. You're stuck. You're stuck. We rejoice not in the trials, but we rejoice because we know the outcome of it. So, okay, let's read. Uh, that's seventh verse you just read. Yeah. That the genuine of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, though it is tested. Your faith is being tested. Do I really believe all that Jesus did on the cross? How many really believe show enough? Or you just said it? You might speak it out of your mind. Yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Yeah, I believe this. I believe that. But you won't really know, do you really believe until the test comes? That's when you find out, do I really believe it? Because these tests come, you're going to either go one way or the other. You're going to go all the way, putting your faith in what Jesus did on the cross, or you're going to back up and say, I don't know why this happened to poor little me. But then instead you understand what the word of God said, everyone who lived godly going to suffer persecution. You're going to suffer persecution. Why do you think that you're going to heaven? Daniel, Hebrew boys, Joseph, all the rest of them. What do you think they had to go through? Not just go to heaven, but to go through while they're on the earth. Look what Joseph had to go through. Lied on, in jail, all this. But he never forgot God. He always worshiped God was with him. He realized God was with him wherever he was. And we got to come to a place where we're at, where are we in. We realize that God is with us. We got to realize that. God is with you. So if you don't see it that way, then what's going to happen? You're going to begin to grumble and complain, and you're going to begin to, uh, uh, some people are so mad with God. I don't know why God allowed this to happen. I just can't serve God because he allowed this to happen to my relative or this person, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. So what, what have try to serve as a discipline to purge what? Faith, our faith. It purges our faith. It's choice where our faith is. Are we really, truly trusting and believing God? That's what it does. So let's go back to uh, where we at. First Peter, I mean James. First, uh, back to James. Thank you, Lord. Our attitude, how you think when you're going through these tests and trials. Your attitude when these trials and stuff. Okay, we back to James. Mm-hmm. Our attitude, knowing that there's a test of your faith. What, what scripture we on now? Thir- second J- and third one. James one and three. Okay. James 1 and 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. It works endurance. Bible tells us endure hardship as a good soldier. Knowing this, what? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Mm-hmm. It serves as a discipline. Purge faith, shipping, always shipping away the things that's not of God. What faith does is ship away the things that's not of God. That we trust God in our situation. Whatever we're going through, we begin to trust God. Mm-hmm. We should rejoice in the trials. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, with, with that third verse? Yes. Okay. Knowing that the test of your faith working produces. Your faith produces something. It produces patience. Endurance. That's what it does, endure. Knowing this patient results when your faith is tested by trial. It endure. Endurance. And doing this, what? Some people don't have no patience. I can't do this. I got, ooh, what time is it? Ooh, I got to do this. I got to do that. No patience. But when these trials come, it endure patience. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, endurance. Can you endure? Everybody can endure everything going good. But what about when your body racked with pain? What about when you don't have money for food? You got nothing to eat. What about when they give you a pink slip on your job? Can you endure? Can you go through? It's very important that you go through. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read what the fourth verse says. Well, let patience do what? But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We must endure so that 
God has enough time to do what? To bring a bright characteristic in us. Let patience, let, uh, read that again. Because my Bible is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Okay, mine says, but let patience have mature, mm. perfect work, that you may be perfect, mature, that you may be mature. God wants us to grow and mature mm -hmm. and complete, lacking nothing. Mm -hmm. What is he saying to us? Let patience have its perfect work, that test that you are in. Endure. Patience means endure. Endure that test. Allow God to keep you in that test long enough to bring out your character, to bring out what he want to bring out in you. It's something that God wants to bring out in you, and we are holding on to it. So God said, okay, I got to let you stay in this test until you're ready to come out. You're not ready to come out yet because I'm working at characters. I'm working at uh, uh, holiness. I'm working at this in you. I'm working at that in you. So it said, let patient, but let patient have its perfect, complete work, that you may be perfect, complete, mature, and complete, lacking nothing. When we are in a test, God wants us to stay in that test long enough. We want to come right out soon. We get in a test. Oh, Lord, deliver me, Lord. I can't go through no more. This hurt down just too much for me, Lord God. What am I going to do? God said, you ain't ready to come out. Look at Job. Job stayed in that test for a long time. God didn't just get him right out soon he got in the test. No, he allowed his perfect well being worked out in his life. And he took him out soon he got in the test. He done lost his family. He done lost his callous and all this and that. If, he, if God had to deliver him right then, who knows what would happen to Job? He went back doing the same thing he doing before. But what did God do? God allowed him to stay in the test all the way through till we got to what the 40 something verse second uh, chapter I believe was God was getting Job even though Job was an upright man but God perfect well was for Job to get to know him he wanted Job to fall in love with him he wanted Job to, to get it get in love fall in love build up the relationship with him so that whenever the test and the trials come that he can work this thing out in Job I want you to be more like me same thing he's doing with us. We were made in his image. He wants to, he's trying to get us to become more and more like him. Not more and more like the world, like the enemy. So what did Job do? In the end, Job came to his sin and realized, I heard about you. People talk about you. God don't want us to just get caught up with what people say. How God, ooh, God did this for me. God did that. That's good. Your testimony is good. But God wants you to have a testimony. Look what the Lord has done. Not because I'm so good, but because of Jesus' goodness. That's what God is saying. So what happened to Job? Job said, oh, now I know you for myself. Even when Job was going through what he was going through, he didn't understand everything maybe. But he said, though he slayed me, but I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. Yet he slayed me, I'm going to trust him. Now, Job didn't ask for this test, but God told the devil, so, have you considered my servant Job? Mm. Upright man. How would, God, how would it be if God was telling the devil, but you, have you considered my servant this one and that one? Because they always pray to me. They always stand, they love me. They always this and that, that, that. Will you be able to face the enemy? Do you have enough in you to face the enemy? Do you have enough word in you to stand on the word of God? Do you have enough faith in what Jesus did on the cross that you're coming out? That's what I'm talking about. God allows things to happen. Nothing happened in our life except God allowed it to happen. If you are in a test tonight, or if you're getting ready to go into one, or you're coming out of one, if God allowed you to come out because some, you learned something from that test that you were in. Now, if you get ready to go into one, then God said, okay, I got something I want to reveal to you while you're in this test. Because you ain't going to listen as long as you're not in no test. But when the test comes, they oh, Lord, help me, Lord, I need your help. God knows how to get our attention every time. When we are in a test, we cry to God. We don't be ripping and running all the time. But we want to spend some time in God's presence to get, to get to find out what's going on, Lord. Is this you or is this the enemy? And when it's time for you to come out, God says, okay. I think you learned something from this test, so I'm going to release you now. 
Uh, he keep us in that a little bit longer because he said, uh-uh, I got to work on you a little bit longer. Same way you do when you're cooking. You look in the oven, you say, oh, no, you're not quite ready to come out yet. <laughs> Hot in there, but you ain't ready to come out. Got your roast in there, ain't ready to come out yet. You're still kind of st- stiff, tough. See what I mean? Ain't ready to come out. Got your bread in the oven. Ain't brown yet. It's cooking. It's doing something, but ain't ready to come out. Once it get brown all over, okay. Same way that natural, so it's in the spirit. We learn from what we go through. Very important. All right, let's go to where we're at. But let patience, the fourth verse, have its perfect work. Amen. That you may be perfect and mature and tie one and all right, what's the fifth one say? I'll read down here. 2 Timothy 3 and 12. God is living always and counter persecution. God is living always. Persecution is going to come when you're living for God. So expect this because God is living comes against godlessness. Why does God is living, God is living come against people that's not saved? So he's going to come against you just like right now. All this stuff is going to come against Christians and stuff like that. God is living always going to cause persecution when you're living for God. Why? Because the people that don't love God, they're going to come against you, even on your job or wherever it is. They're going to talk about you. They're going to say things about you. They're going to do things to you. But yet, some people might say, well, I don't want to live for God too much. I don't want to go too high in God because I don't want to go through these tests. You ever heard people say that? I don't want these tests. If I get too close to the Lord, I don't want these tests. Well, you're going to go through it anyway. But the main thing is, if you don't do what God said do, and he's trying to get you to another level, you can go through the test anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just go and do it the way God said do it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Yeah. So that's very important. Steadfastness of our faith, yeah. godliness. First Peter 6 and 7. The steadfastness of our faith brings glory to God. Worry, control, bring glory to God. Worry, control your mind. Also a disease of your body or whatever it is. These are the things that we go through. Diseases where we look for God to bring us out. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter 4 and 12. Amen. See, we got to stand this test. Before we go to 1 Peter 4 and 12, uh, let's go to uh, Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28. Yep. Know that patient resource when your faith is tested by trials. Faith will be the result. You got to be tested. You got to go through. You cannot just keep hanging back and say, I don't understand why God allowed us to have to pull a little me. God is, you got to ask God, Lord, what it is you want out of me? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it up. I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to let it go. Whatever it is. Look at Abraham. God said, I want your son. Off of your only son, the one you love. Abraham could have said, oh, no way. Lord, you gave me that son. How are you going to tell me to offer my son? You gave me my son. But Abraham was willing to offer up Isaac. You don't know what God's going to tell you to let go of. You got to be prepared to whatever he said, let go of, let it go. Abraham said, okay. Take Isaac, and he had enough faith to realize we're going to come back and worship. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, Lord, no, I can't do this. We try to fight the battle in our own strength, and every time we fail, yeah. move yourself on out of the way and let God deal with the battle. Mm-hmm. We trying to fight it. One time God told Abraham he wanted to move him to another place. By yourself, leaving your family behind. Now, there would have been some, ooh, leave my family behind. Oh, my God, I can't do that. Y'all see what I'm saying? God tests us and see, do we really love him or not? Allow, allow things to happen in our lives, see, do we really love him? Sure enough. But the first time he left, he took Lot with him. Had trouble because he took Lot with him. He didn't get ready to get blessed until he left Lot, came by himself, left, left Lot. After he got older, Lot, okay, what side you want? What side you want? Lot picked the best side. In the first place, Lot wasn't supposed to be with him. When God tells you to do something, we have to obey God. We have to do it. Sure, it hurts. 
Leave your family. Leave your home. Leave, your, leave the people behind that you love so much. But when God said do it, you got to do it. Whatever God said do, do it. Because we want what? To be blessed. How do God really know that we really love him? That's how he find out how much we love him. When we endure hardship as a good soldier. That's what it is all about. What the fifth verse said what? Did you want to read Romans? Oh yeah, Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We know all things, not some things, all things work together for good mm -hmm. to them who love God. Now, the main thing you got to ask yourself, do I love God? Mm -hmm. His call according to his purpose. God has a purpose. Why he allowing you to go through what you're going through? We know that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord. When you love God, you had no doubt in your mind when God tell you something. No doubt in your mind that mm -mm, that can't be you, Lord. You don't. Mm. Abraham had no doubt in his mind. I don't believe when he told him off of Isaac. All things are working together for your good. It's, you can't see it, but it's working together for your good. The very thing that God telling you to do is working together for your good. The very test that you are in is working together for your good if you go through it the right way. But if you don't go through it the right way, no, it's not working together for your good. If you don't love God, it's not working together for your good. So we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. The main thing, do I love God? Do I love God enough to let this go? Do I love God enough to give up this? To go through this test without grumbling and complaining? Do I love him enough? Do I love him enough to believe that all he accomplished for me up on that cross, that when he said it is finished, everything I needed was paid in full? Do I love him enough? Have I built up my relationship enough with him to trust him, to have confidence in him, to believe if he said it, he would do what he said he'd do? Amen. That's what it's all about. Do I trust him with my life? Mm. Do you trust him with your life? Mm. Do you trust him with something but not other things? I'll take care of the living room. Lord, you, you deal with the other room. No, God wants the whole house. Yeah. He wants to tell you what to do in the whole house. Yeah. That's what God wants. Because you love him. You move yourself on out of the way and say, Lord, not my will. That's what Jesus said. But your will be done. Amen. I might not understand it all, but I want your will to be done in my life. Amen. I don't understand this test that I'm in. But I want your way. You told me to count it all joy. Knowing this, that the trial of our faith is working, it's working like something in me. You are doing a work in me. You are, when you get to that place where you look back over your life, you say, Lord, I thank you. If it had not been for the thing that I went through back there, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That's what you would tell God. But Lord, I thank you that you took me this way. You took me this way to bring me to a place in you where I learned how to trust you, where I learned how to rest in you. Amen. That's what God wants to take every one of us. Have patience and endure hardship as a good soldier. Don't grumble and complain, whatever you're in. Yes. Every one of us had the opportunity to grumble and complain when we go through these tests. But it depends on where you are in Christ that makes the difference. When we are not at the place where we need to be at, then we have to do and come before God and say, Lord, the Bible tells us, I believe it is six or seven chapter, that same verse. If any man lacks wisdom, lacks God's way of doing things, let him ask. Huh? Let him ask of God who give liberty. God will show you. God will tell you how to go through the thing. That's why he said, can it all joy? Well, looking at it from the natural point of view, you said to yourself, how can he tell me? Do he know how much I'm hurting? Do he know what I'm going through? Do he know I'm, I'm, all this, I'm getting ready to give up? I'm getting ready to lose my mind? Do he understand? Of course God understands everything. Everything. He knows all the things about you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. But we got to trust him. We got to believe him. That's what it's all about. That's the problem that most God's people have is trusting God. Believe in God in the midst of what you are in. Believe him. Trust him. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Everybody can trust God with everything going good. 
money in your pocket, food on the table, good job and all that. Everybody can trust him. But when it comes time that I really, really need to trust God, when pain racking my body, when something happened to your kids, uh, when all this is going on hell, look like all around you, you said, Lord, I put my trust in you. You told me to trust in the Lord with all my heart. You told me to lean not to my own understanding. You told me all my ways to acknowledge you, and you promised me, Lord, you would direct my path. I need your direction. I don't know where I'm going. I fall in a hole. But I need you to direct me in the way that you had me to go. You don't have to sit there and pull your hair out. You don't have to sit there and worry and get all stressed out. That's what the devil wants us to do. Get stressed out and have a heart attack. End up in the hospital. But God knows what you are in. He knows everything about you. He made you. He knows all the things that you're going through. He wants you to be more and more like him. That's what it's all about. But we want to do it our way. We get in trouble. Every time we do it our way, we get in trouble. The Bible says, any man lacks wisdom. Wisdom means God's way of doing it. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Don't take it in your own hand. Let him ask of God who give liberty. More than you need. How often do we go to God with things going on? We don't already figure it out. We don't go to God. That's why so much going on right now with things going on. Because most people don't go to God. When you don't go to God, you're going to make a boo-boo out of it. You're going to worry yourself to death. And that's what the devil wants you to worry, 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 worry. And the word of God said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto me. What it is, you belong to God. But do you trust your father? He said he loved you enough that he said you can call me out by father. Because I love you that much. But we want to hear what the world is saying. With this and that and that and that and that and that. The world ain't going to never love us. They ain't got our interests at heart. I don't care if your mom, your sister, your brother, who uncles, or whoever it is. The natural mind cannot receive the things of God. It's foolishness to them. But when we love God, we hear from God. I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered the heart of man, things that God already prepared for them that love him. But if we don't seek the faith of God, we'll never know the things that God had for us. We got to seek him. He said, seek me, seek me, seek me with your whole heart, and you'll find me. When you seek me with your whole heart, you shall find me. But we see, we got our own our mind made up. This is the way I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, and we get in trouble every time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, just take a few minutes. Say, Lord, I don't understand this. But you told me if any man lacks wisdom, let me ask of God who give liberty. You told me to ask of God. And you ask God. And God give it to you through his word. You're like right now I'm teaching you. He's giving you what you need. But you said, no, that's not, mm -mm, that's not it. That's not it. He's not going to come down here himself. He started giving you pastors according to my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. But that, no, I don't believe that. Mm -mm. I'm not going that way. I'm going to do it this way. Every time we get in trouble, never fail. Some of us are in trouble right now because we didn't listen, didn't obey. If we had just listened and obeyed, something we wouldn't have to go through. But when we don't obey God, you're going to suffer consequences. The consequence is great when we don't listen. Some of us have got ourselves in all kinds of things, and we don't know how to get out of it. Once you get in it, the devil just mess with your mind. Get in debt. Buying this and buying that. No, you don't have the money to buy. Don't have it. But yet you go out and get this and that. Well, I think I'm going to get this. Don't sit down and make a budget out and see what I have, what I don't have, what I can't spend, what I don't can't spend. Y'all see what I'm talking about tonight. God wants his people to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all, not half of your heart, all that heart. And lean not. He already told you not to lean to your own understanding because you're going to make a boo-boo out of it. When you begin to lean to your own understanding, my ways. God, that's why God saved you because your ways messed up in the beginning. That's why we are saved right now. Because we were going down the wrong road. We were doing our own thing. 
That's why he told her to put on the new man. Dress him up. Dress up in the word of God. But we do it our way. And every time we do it, we fail. And we wonder why we fail. Then we get upset with God. He didn't do it. We did it to ourselves. That's why it's very important that we pray. Seek the face of God. Don't just jump into nothing. I don't care how good it looks. What does it sound like? How good it look? Pray. Get an answer. So we can't see down the road. Only God see down the road. We don't know what's going to happen next year. But God knows. He knows what's going to happen to us. We go get in all kind of stuff. Then we want God to get us like, then we go to God. Lord, I need you to get me out of this. I need help, Lord. I need help. God said, well, why didn't you seek me before you got in it? Why you wait till you got in? Now you seek me. You see, y'all see what I'm talking about tonight? It's very important that we seek the face of God. In every situation, don't make no decision of yourself. In all that ways, all, he didn't say some of your ways, all that ways. But I love this so good, I don't want to ask God, because if I ask God, uh, he might say no. Well, if he said no, that means he see down the road, you don't need to go that way. It's very important for us to be able to see. You can't see all the stuff. You're looking at this with your natural eyes. God see down the road, way down the road. When you get ready to fall in the hole. That's what he see. He see further than any of us can see. That's what the Bible said what? Seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. He's bringing us to a place in him. I don't understand, Lord. I didn't understand when I felt hurt in my back. I didn't understand when I had the cancer. I didn't understand it. But I had to seek the face of God. A lot of things we don't understand. I don't understand why my hand all swollen up. One test right behind the other, pneumonia. One test right behind the other. But I didn't grow up and complain. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. But I knew that I knew I had to seek God. Which, do, which way do you want me to go, Lord? Do you want me to go to the doctor? Do you want me to do this or do you want me to do that? I just went the other day and took x-rays in my hand all the time it's been like this. I waiting on the Lord to give me an answer. I wasn't going to rush in nothing. We got to wait on God. We don't like that. that that's something most people don't like that says wait. Wait. Most people don't like that because then it's such a big hurry. And then you make a big boo-boo. Wait. Wait on the Lord and be a good courage. He will direct your path. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But we don't want to wait. That's why God said, count it all joy. When you don't understand it, he said, seek me. He don't told you the answer. If any man lacks wisdom. If you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. He already told you. But we don't want to do it that way. I just don't understand why this had to happen to poor little me. Looks like ain't nobody that's going through but me. God said, well, some think I want to get out of you. I love you so much, I want to, I want to get them things I give, willing to give it up. Are you willing to give it up? Because he knows if he delivers you like you are, you're going right back and do the same thing that caused the problem in the beginning. Sometimes people get, God get people out of debt and stuff like that, and they go right back and get back in debt again. He just got you right. You asked him to get you right, now you're back again. Same problem. Same thing. He said, I get you right, you're going to go back and do the same thing all over again, and you're not seeking me. It's very important that we seek the faith of God. Go ahead and buy a new car. We don't know what's going to happen down the road. We don't know. Next year it could be, hmm, get rid of all the cars. We don't know. Only God knows. That's why I said whatever you do, do seek the faith of God. You can't get on getting married God because you didn't do what God said do. God telling you what to do. If he's telling you to take certain uh, uh, herbs or Vitamins and stuff like that, and you say, no, I ain't taking that. I don't think I want to take that. You do what God said do. Seek the faith of God. Seek God. See what God said do. When I talked to the lady that, uh, at the doctor's office with my hand, when the x-ray came back, and I talked to her, and I said, what can I do in the pain, something like that, the swelling or whatever it is? She said, oh, just take the leave. I, I said, oh, okay. I listened to her. But I, I, I was going to listen to God. I was going to listen to what she said. I listened to what God said. He didn't tell me to take no leave. 
So what is I'm saying? You got to do what God said do. And when I began to do it the way God was leading me to go, it ain't got better. We, we, we don't take time to see God. We just in a hurry. We, don't, we want a microwave fix. Everything got to be in a hurry. But you got to see God. Even with your children. See God. Don't get them out every time they get in trouble. We do that all the time. Get them. Soon they get in trouble, we rush to get them out. We don't give them enough time to learn nothing. Give them time to learn. Let them learn what it is and what they got into it. Let them, let them, let them feel some consequences sometime from it. But we, we, we suffer more than they do. We worry about them more than we do. You got to allow God to do a de- deal with them. But we don't want God to deal with Lord, don't hurt them too bad. Lord, whatever it takes to bring them in, bring them in. I'd rather for them not go to hell. Y'all see what I'm saying? But we too, we too, too much. It's all about me, myself, and I. This is what I want. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to go through that. We don't want to go through nothing. But God is saying that we must seek him. And all of our ways acknowledge him. And he would direct our path. Mm-hmm. And I've written down here. The steadfastness of our faith bring glory to God. When we're steadfast in our faith, when things happen and we trust God, we bring glory to him. We, do you want to bring glory to the Lord? Do you want him to get the glory out of your life? Mm-hmm. We bring glory to him when we, we steadfast. We trust him. We believe him. Yes, we bring glory to him. And it goes on. Uh, the steadfast of our faith bring glory to God. Worry control your mind. Also a disease. Also, uh, it brings a disease in your body. Worry. That's why you know and say that person come down with cancer. Or this person come down with this or come down with that. Let's look at, uh, did I read First Peter 4 and 12? Uh, Tyree? No. We haven't read it yet. Okay, let's read that. First Peter 4 and 12. I hope y'all get what I'm saying tonight. Amen. I mean, you know, don't make no big decision until God said to. Mm. When God says go, go. When God says stop, stop. Whatever he said, do, do it. Mary said, his mother said, whatever he said, do, do it. First Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Do not think it's strange. Mm. Mm, I can't understand. How, how did that happen? Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. Wait, what did it tell us to do in the middle of it? Next verse said what? But rejoice. Why do do what? Rejoice. How often do we do that? How often do we do that? Think it not strange. Concerning what I'm going through. Think it not strange. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Think it not strange what you're going through. Think it not strange. <coughs> when this whole body began to deteriorate. Think it not strange. Don't think it's strange when you get a pain in your body. Mm-hmm. Think it not strange, these fiery trials. Don't think it's strange, but God said, I've given you power over all the power of the enemy. We got to use God's word. And nothing shall by enemy hurt you. So if we don't have no word, the devil going to tear us up. Thinking that strength, but rejoice. That's the thing he's telling us to do. He's telling us what to do in the midst of what we're going through. By do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Be happy. How many times do you see people be happy when they're going through a test? Mm. I don't think so. Not too often. People are happy when they're going through the test. Rejoice. Hallelujah. We come in here with a long face. Mm. Know something will happen. No, we don't come here rejoice. Nobody even know you in, in the test. That's the way God wants us to do it. Rejoice. Why do we rejoice? To the extent that you, you're partake of Christ's suffering. You're being partake of Christ's suffering. All right, Dick, we see you, son. Okay. Rejoice. Rejoice. Be happy. Joyful. Well, I'm not, you're not praying the Lord today. What's going on? You're not praying the Lord. But God said rejoice. You know, all the time you're praying the Lord, what's happening? What's going on? You know, something happened. You're not praying the Lord, and all the time you're praying the Lord. But he told us what to do. If we don't do it the way God said do it, we're going to get in trouble. Beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial. These are some hot trials. This trial that come up on you all at once, not something that you, you anticipate. But here it is. Boom, there it is. Fiery trials. Think it's not strange. 
they try you as some strange thing happening to you. Don't think it's strange when somebody lie on you. And you know they're lying on you. And you ain't got no way to prove it. Think it not strange concerning these fiery trials. But rejoice. Why do you rejoice? Because you are participating in Christ's suffering. He suffered, and we suffer too. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. See, what happened is we worry about stuff here, but we fail to realize that what's going to happen when we, when we forever be with the Lord. No more pain, no more sickness, no more nothing suffering. Amen. Forever be with the Lord. Devil don't want you to see that. Honestly, he wants you to see what you're going through now. He don't want you to see that if you don't give up and go all the way with God, that God is working like something far better than what you even think. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Think that God is working like for you. But we don't see that. We always say we saying, but what I'm going through now, I just can't go through no more. This is just too much. If you can see the end, then you'd be thankful that God take me this way. Because why? Because when you do come out of what you're in, you're not going to be the same. If you allow God to do the work on you, you will not be the same. You will learn more about him. You'll learn how to trust him in the midst of all what you're going through. You'll know how to consult him when you, when you want to know something. You'll know how to consult God. Lord, you told me in all my ways to acknowledge you and you would direct my path. Now, I'm not going to make a move until you tell me, what, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? That's the way you do it with God. You don't make up your mind and do something that want God to bless it. Lord, you bless it. No, you didn't consult God. Now you want him to bless what you're doing. I hope y'all get the message tonight. That's how you can count it all joy. If you really don't understand him, the word of God, you're not going to count it all joy. You're going to think that's the worst thing happened to poor little me. I could have thought that when I was laying in that hospital bed, when I had that cancer. The worst thing could happen. People dying with this disease. This is going on. That's going on. But no. I had to trust God. I had to trust God. He wanted me to have more faith in him. And I had to do it. Reading the Bible is good, but you got to believe what you read. Yeah. Teaching the word is good, but you got to stay on when the test comes. Yeah. You got to tell just like I'm teaching you all tonight, I have to stay on just like you have to stay on. Yeah. The word of God. I have to consult him just like you do. If I don't consult him, then it's going to be consequences for e everyone. Whatever you're going through tonight, God said, can it. Can it. He didn't say was joy. Can it all joy? Can it all joy? Sister Tyree, you're in that wheelchair. You're not counting you in the wheelchair, joy. But you know you're coming out. That's the thing you can You see beyond. And you see you come and see yourself. You got to see yourself in the spirit coming out of it. That's the whole thing. We got to see ourselves. What are we in? See ourselves coming out of it. And we sit there and just begin to, like, like uh, Hezekiah. Who's Hezekiah? Hezekiah, was, I think it was Hezekiah, they wanted to say, I'm going to stay right here and see what God said. He got his eyes, when he got his eyes off the people, he could not understand. Why, Lord, these people worse than your people, and you letting them do this to your people? I can't understand. I'm going to stay here. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, that's who it is, Habakkuk. I'm just going to stay here and see what God said to me. But when he got his eyes off the people and got his eyes on Jesus, that's when he got his deliverance. He said, I don't care if there ain't no hay in the stall. I'm going to praise him. He realized that the praise is what was needed. And when we get our eyes off ourselves and get our eyes on Jesus, and we get to praise him. Not praise him because you want him to do something for you, but praise him because of who you are, Lord. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise. Because of who you are. Because you're worthy of the praise. And I give it to you. If I never come out of what I'm in, I'm going to praise you. You know the right time, and you know what you're after. And I'll release it to you. I choose to give it to you. Whatever you're after, you got to be willing to let it go and give it to God. And you'll find yourself being free. Psalm said, I am free. You can sing it. Praise the Lord. I'm free. I'm no longer bound. Not bound by that thing no more. No more chain holding me. My soul, come on, my soul is resting. Oh, it's just a blessing. 
Praise the Lord. You can praise the Lord then. Hallelujah. I'm free. I am free. When you see God's way. Praise the Lord. I'm free. I'm no longer bound. No more chain holding me. My soul is resting. Oh, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the devil know I'm free. Yes. I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. I'm no longer bound. No more chain holding me. My soul is resting. Oh, it's just a blessing. 